0: Alright all of you Disney fans, you
1: tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and this week for show number 135, for the week of February 4th, 2016 we're going to a galaxy far far away. Yes, in celebration of my birthday this weekend, we're going to go to the galaxy that is out in space with one of our biggest and furriest friends in the Star Wars universe, and we have none other than Eunice Suatamo stopping in here this week. Now that name may sound brand new to all of you D-heads out there but Eunice is the one who is working alongside Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca in the newest installment in Star Wars The Force Awakens. And he's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, what it was like carrying on this iconic character within the Star Wars universe, having a mentor than none other than Peter Mayhew on set, and working alongside him in many of the scenes throughout Star Wars The Force Awakens. We also talk about that infamous day of when Harrison Ford got hurt on set, what's in store for the next installment of Star Wars, as well as toys, collectibles, and so much more. So get ready, as we have none other than Chewbacca. Yes, Yunus Suatamo, who played Chewbacca alongside Peter Mayhew, stopping in here this week here at the show. And no show would be complete without the D-Team. Yes, you have questions, he has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We have Caitlin, who's bringing you the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with W. WDW and 2. And no Galaxy Far Far Away would be complete without the music that makes it special and we have Paige stopping in with a brand new magical music review. We also have Nathan who's dusting off the books in the library and giving you just what happened this week. In Disney history, we also have Cody taking the latest look at our special guest here this week with this week's Hollywood Walk. We have the latest from Disney Multimedia with Randy, and let's not forget uncovering one of those Blu rays and DVDs you must add to your collection as we have Jason going deep in the vault. We have all kinds of news hot off the D Wire from Star Wars, The Magic Kingdom, Shanghai Disneyland, Disney Junior, Zootopia, The Disney Channel, as well as The Dreamers Academy, and so much more. So lots of fun on the Horizon. So before I officially kick off this week's show, that is jam packed, too much for Earth. We're taking it to a galaxy far, far away. I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey'sTravel.com. Mickey's Travel, who has been in business since 1994, is knowledgeable. They're experts, and they're going to help you plan and book your Walt Disney World vacation and make it the most magical that you can possibly have for you, your family, and your loved ones. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here on DizRadio, they're going to hook you up with some extras. Yes, they're going to give you lanyards, autograph books, and so much more, so definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio, and remember to tell them that you heard about them here at Diz Radio to get those extra goodies. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, I am excited. As I mentioned, it is my birthday officially this weekend, so I wanted to go to a galaxy far, far away. So let's officially kick off show number 135 for the week of February 4th, 2016, and I'll be right back, all of you D-Heads. Let's kick it off.
2: Ah, uh, but. I- envelope to Davis and Kirk.
4: right down that now it's here the excitement,
0: the adventure of a new force at breakfast we'll call them C-3PO's new C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's, twin rings phase together for two crunches in every double O a delicious part of this nutritious breakfast now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's
4: C-3PO's a
5: crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. Hey, I'm Jonas Sotamo. I played Chewbacca alongside Peter Mayhew in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and you're listening to Disney on Demand.
3: So, lately I've been spending lots of time at my best friends I say we're playing games, but secretly we're watching the prequels I wish I could tell my dad that
2: episode one really is
3: And Santa thinks Yoda should be a puppet Hates R2's jet Rocket patch Jango Fett Alp Dooku On and on and on and on and on and on and on But well, Dad, I wish you could understand They're still good in the prequels and special editions I feel it But Dad says you don't know The power of the dark side of George Lucas It's too late for me, son. It's too late for me, son. It's too late for me, son.
0: Hey D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand.
3: Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now too bright.
0: Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney.
3: Kari, Carrie McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E, and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's
0: Disney on demand.
3: Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all.
0: Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Yeah,
3: I just wish I could forget the whole thing.
0: You will, kid.
2: You will.
3: All right, all
1: you Disney fans, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 135 for the week of February 4th, 2016. As we're gearing up, we're celebrating my birthday weekend, and we're going to a galaxy- Far, far away, as we have none other than Eunice Suetamo stopping in here this week. Yes, he is Chewbacca in Star Wars The Force Awakens alongside Peter Mayhew and so much more, and he's going to be stopping in here to tell us just what it was like being part of this iconic installment in the movie franchise. We also have the D-Team here with Aaron, Nathan, Kalen, Paige, Cody, Randy, and Jason, all stopping in with signature segments and so much more, including news hot off the D-Wire. So before I jump into all that and really get this show rolling here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, podcast archives, and more, right there on our official website at dizradio.com, diz radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also join our discussion group, the DizWire, D-Radio discussion group on Facebook as well. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so many other places. Just search DizRadio, D-I-Z Radio, Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical show here at Disney On Demand. And remember, if you want to stay up to date with the latest shows, you can always subscribe through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, and more just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And remember, you can find all of these links on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. Com. So, all of you D heads with that said, let's jump into the news hot off the D wire here this week and let's kick it off all the way to the original park in the Disneyland Resort. And how about the Disneyland Resort offering 16 unforgettable experiences to brighten the spring or summer visit of 2016? Now, spring and summer at Disneyland Resort are going to be more thrilling than ever, as they put it, with all new family vacation fun and spectacular entertainment. I have to say that they really have to push this since much of the park is closing down for Star Wars Land, but And always staying positive here at the show, how about the first thing? The new live Frozen musical is going to premiere in late 2016, immersing audiences in the emotional journey of Anna and Elsa within all of the excitement of an all-new live theater. Now, the entertaining musical adaption will include elaborate costume sets, special effects, and show-stopping production numbers. That is true for anything that they've already done with their musicals that have been brought to stage. Now, the second thing they have is the fun-filled Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters attraction, i Boy, is that a tongue twister. Debuting at the Casa del Tires in Carsland is rolling with fun as Luigi's cousins have come from Carsoli, Italy, to help celebrate race day in Radiator Springs. Now, park guests can join in the fun by hopping aboard a miniature Italian roadster in the style of the late 1950s micro cars. Now, the cars perform the traditional dances of their village, moving to upbeat music and Luigi singing in precision choreographed dance of what appears to be a trackless dance floor. Now, each car has its own routine, so guests Will enjoy different ride experiences depending on which car that they land in now this sounds unique it sounds like it's going to be kind of wild kind of crazy all over the board but really it is a time sequence where you're going to be dancing with the other cars that sounds like a lot of fun for me now there's also going to be the star wars launch bay which invites guests to visit the star Wars theme cantina you can discover authentic replicas of the film props encounter star wars characters such as chewbacca Yes, a favorite of apparently right with him being a guest here this week and the light side the dark side as well as Kylo Ren Now the Star Wars theme transformation doesn't end there because they have the transformation of Space Mountain into Hyperspace Mountain Which thrusts guests into an x-wing starfighter battle as they race through the darkness Now the experience is enhanced by an all-new soundtrack inspired by the Star Wars films musical themes Reorchestrated to match every move in the attraction Now sticking with the Star Wars themes of course, at Star Tours the adventure continues Everybody knows this one. There has been fantastic changes with this, including all new characters from Star Wars The Force Awakens that are going to be part of your Star Speeder 1000. Now, guests will also relive stories from the Star Wars saga or discover them for the first time with a new short, Star Wars Path of the Jedi. Now, this film is going to connect iconic scenes from the iconic films in all new fun ways. And there's also going to be more Star Wars, yes, with Jedi training Trials of the Temple. Now, it's been reimagined with Darth Vader and the seventh sinister Inquisitor from the popular Disney XD series, Star Wars Rebels. Yes, I love the Inquisitors. They are awesome. The uh, Rebels is a fantastic show, but getting back on topic, of course, Star Wars Land is going to be coming. Now, there's also going to be the Paint the Night Parade. It's going to build on the tradition of the breathtaking nighttime parades and the Disneyland Park that began with the Main Street Electrical Parade. Now, it's illuminated almost entirely by LED lights, and Paint the Night is a state-of-the-art, vibrant, wonderful parade that immerses guests into the magical, luminescent worlds of many Disney and Disney Pixar characters, including Ariel, the Little Mermaid, Woody, Buzz, Lightyear, Toy Story characters, Lightning McQueen, the Princesses, Mickey Mouse, and so much more. Now, there's also going to be Disneyland Forever. This one is going to be one of my favorites. It's a fireworks spectacular that's going to entertain guests from the tips of their toes to the sky above, surrounding the audience with music, dazzling visual projections and other special effects that bring the pyrotechnics to life in surprising new ways. Now guests can also enjoy the projections from multiple locations including Main Street, Small World, and many other places. Now shifting from Disneyland, let's get into California Adventure and they're going to have the world of color celebrate. Yes, the wonderful world of Walt Disney. Yes, this is going to be a fun-filled version where they're celebrating the world of color and Walt Disney together. Now the award-winning actor Neil Patrick Harris joins Mickey Mouse on a magical water canvas bringing to life the remarkable story of walt disney and the happiest place on earth with animated imagery live action film fountains lasers special effects and of course an awesome musical score now there's also going to be a lot of great things with southern california residents getting discounts on themed dining special events that will be happening at the resorts if you want to find out more about this and you are planning a trip to disneyland you can find out more at disneyparksblog.com or Disneyland.com. Now, moving along here, let's get into soundtracks. Since music does play a role in everything, whether that's the Star Wars universe, the Disney movies, our favorite Disney classics that live with us forever, how about Walt Disney Records is setting to release The Finest Hours original motion picture soundtrack. Yes, the heroic action thriller The Finest Hours is based on the remarkable true story of the most daring rescue mission in the history of of the Coast Guard. Now it's presented in digital 3D, real D 3D, and IMAX 3D. Now the film transports audiences to the heart of the action, creating a fully immersive cinematic experience on an epic scale. Now the Finest Hours original motion picture soundtrack features a score by award-winning composer Carter Burwell, and it has become available digitally already as of January 29th of 2016. Now he has scored over 80 films, including Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, The Hudsucker Roxy, Rob Roy, Fargo. I mean, I could just keep going with these. I mean, there is just a ton of them. A Knight's Tale. Now, the end credit track is a cover of a sea shanty called Holloway Joe, which is performed by Codaline. Now, it's made up of childhood friends, Steve Kerrigan, Mike Pendergast, Jason Boland, and more that are all come together to create this for the movie. Now, Disney's Finest Hours is based, as I mentioned, on the Unforgettable Coast Guard's Courageous Mission, and it's directed by Craig Gillespie, and it stars Chris Pine, as well as Casey Affleck, Ben Foster, Holiday Granger, John Ortiz, and Eric Bana. Now, the Finest Hours original motion picture soundtrack is available digitally right now, and it will be getting released physically within the next week. Now, since we are talking about music, how about music and Children. It plays a large role. I mean, ask any of your children out there, if you have children, of course. They will be able to rattle off songs to you, songs that mean something, or look back to your own childhood. And there's always that music that plays a part. Look at Paige from the Magical Music Review. She is always delving deep into how important music is into all of these Disney classics that we love. And how about Kinder Music and Disney Junior teaming up to create a harmonious program, Rock and Roar. The Lion Guard Music. Yes, Kinder Music International, the world's leader in music and movement education, announced this week an all new exclusive rock and roll program that is going to bring musical adventures to Disney Jr.'s newest hit series, The Lion Guard, to Kinder Music Studios. Throughout the United States, now kicking off this February, the fun-filled 45 to 60-minute classes for children, its ranges from ages two to five, will explore an African savanna in a rip-roaring, fast-moving adventure, all set to the thunderous beats of the Lion Guard soundtrack. Now, all the way, kids will learn to build relationships, develop language and literacy skills, enhance balance, flexibility and coordination, learn steady beats, and explore how to pretend and play. Now, as they have officially released, we are thrilled to be working with Disney Junior to provide our families with this one-of-a-kind experience, said Scott Kinsey, president and CEO of Kinder Music International. Through this program, we are able to blend our expertise and research proven education methods with Disney Junior's beloved characters and storytelling, delivering an exceptional experience for children and families enrolled in kinder music. Now, Disney Junior's The Lion Guard is an animated series that continues the epic storytelling of The Lion King. It is a fantastic show. I mean, we love it in our household, and I'm sure you will love it as well. Now, if you want to find out more about The Lion Guard, Definitely tune in to Disney Junior, Disney Channel, or use the app. You can watch the initial pilot movie right there. Or if you want to find out more about where you can learn more about Kinder Music and your child, go to kindermusic.com. That's K I N D E R M U S I K.com slash The Lion Guard to learn more. Now, moving along here, let's get back to the parks and Definitely not the best news, but how about two people accused of breaking into rooms at the Walt Disney World Resort? Yes, two people are in jail accused of breaking into resort rooms at Walt Disney World. They're facing charges of two counts each of burglary and grand theft. Now, investigators believe that two stole items from more than 20 rooms near Disney Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. Now, Orange County deputies think the recent stir of burglaries at Disney Saratoga Springs Resort may be solved with the arrest in a 19 and 25 year year old. Now deputies working at burglary detail in January said they noticed the two trying to open a sliding glass door. After arresting them and searching, deputies said that they found two dozen electronics and accessories on the pair, including a laptop, Seven iPads, an iPhone, and deputies believe the items came from two other burglaries that happened nearby. Now they are being charged with burglary and grand theft for those incidents. And tourists along I Drive said that they would make sure that their belongings are safe, make sure that they are locked, they are put there in a way that nobody is going to be able to find them and take care of them. We're on vacation; we don't want to have to worry about this. And of course, I'm glad it's taken care of, but it goes to show you you can't be safe anywhere anymore. You cannot trust anybody it seems when you're out and about. So if you are going to the Disney resorts, definitely hide your items, make sure that they are good, make sure that everything is in its place and you are ready to, uh, you know, just enjoy your day at the parks and know you'll come back and find everything there. Now, moving away from the parks here, and I've been going for a while here in news, all of you D-heads, but how about the Super Bowl? Now, yes, the Super Bowl, my team did not make it, although I will say Green Bay should be in the Super Bowl all the time. You know, boo at me all you want. Green Bay should always be in the Super Bowl. But Disney's The Jungle Book is teasing a Super Bowl TV spot. Yes, the Disney adaption of Kipling's The Jungle Book is going to the Super Bowl, and it has a TV spot to go with it. Now, Disney's history with The Jungle Book has always been one that has been sentimental. We all love it. Come on. Look for the... Bareness. Okay, I can't sing, whatever. But with an animated adaption of its release in 1967, Walt Disney Animation Studios' version of The Kipling Tale was the last animated film produced while Walt Disney was alive. And perhaps coincidentally, it was also the last full fledged animated musical released by the studio until The Little Mermaid, almost 20 years later. But now Disney is resurrecting the classic tale of civilization clashing again. And by the looks of it, nobody is going to be whistling to the bare necessities. Indeed, there is plenty of Disney and adventure that they're looking for, but it definitely is not going to be a musical. Now, in the announcement that did happen this week, it is sure to surprise nobody because Disney is releasing a Jungle Book Super Bowl TV spot that is going to feature Mowgli and the rest of the creatures that we all know and love. Now, this is going to be fantastic, so stay on the lookout for it, the all-new trailer for the Jungle Book. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, I do have more news hot off the D-wire, so it isn't the last that you've heard of me, but it is going to be the time when I'm going to take a break, release the reins to the D-team because you have questions. He has the answers, Aaron's going to answer those questions and I want to know, we're going to dust off the books look what just happened this week in Disney history we have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 and so much more as we gear up to go to a galaxy far, far away with Yuna Suetamo, yes Chewbacca in the Star Wars The Force Awakens who played Chewbacca alongside the iconic Peter Mayhew and he's going to be stopping in here very shortly as well, so before we release the reins of the D-Team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by mickeystravel.com At mickey's travel they've been in business since 1994 they're knowledgeable they're experts they know the disney planning process inside and out and with their expertise their noted track record and them wanting to personally connect with you they're gonna make the most magical disney vacation that you book with them and if you even mentioned Diz radio that you heard about them here on our show they're gonna hook you up with some goodies yes you can get autograph books lanyards and so much more just by booking and mentioning that you heard about it ...through Diz Radio. So definitely book your trip. It's 100% free with somebody that has been around for some time, since 1994. They're knowledgeable. They're experts. They know the insides out. They'll help you plan. They'll help you get your dining arrangements set. And they are going to make sure that you have the most magical time with you, your loved one, your spouse, your children at Mickey's Travel. So definitely check them out. Mickey's Travel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you d ads with that said, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. I'm going to continue on here. I'm going to take a drink here because yes, I have one gigantic strawberry margarita sitting here with me. I'm sipping in the studio, and it tastes pretty darn good. So I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team, and when I come back, I have more news hot off the D-Wire. So with that, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of my Jedi Master. Yes, a little bit of Yoda and Take It Away Team. I
3: met him in a swamp down in Dagobah where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda. O DA, so I saw the little wren sitting there on a log. I asked him his name, and in a raspy voice, he said, Yoda. Yoda, Yoda. Yo, yo. your guys. just growing up every day is a new discovery but nothing david freeman has ever experienced will prepare him for the adventure that lies ahead sit down
6: i think there's been some sort of mistake
0: your brain contains data necessary to get me and my friends home
6: i'm just a kid
0: you are the navigator
3: walt disney pictures presents a new adventure fantasy
2: what are are
3: you doing? Above and beyond the ordinary. Take
2: me back!
3: Okay.
7: Oh, no! Fight of the Navigator. Do something! You're the Navigator, not me. 20,000 feet and falling. Come
6: on, one of these hasn't started.
0: <laughs> His mind is the key to an adventure on the most fantastic hot rod in the universe. A story of a spaceship.
4: That flying saucers first rate.
0: Be cool, dudes. A friendship.
6: I'm going to miss you.
0: I'm going to miss you, too. And an experience beyond imagination. Don't you want to take a turnpike?
6: I'm the Navigator.
3: Flight of the Navigator. Disney's new adventure fantasy.
7: Hi there, this is Claudia Christian, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
0: you have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
8: Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. We had a flirtation with spring here in Arkansas. We had almost 70 degrees this weekend, but by Wednesday, old man Winter had reasserted himself. Hope everyone's making it through the winter okay. And just think, spring's just around the corner, D-Heads. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Jason Newton of Florida, and he writes, Aaron of the Disney On Demand podcast, I was wondering about Journey into Imagination at Epcot. How many incarnations have there been of this attraction? I've only been able to see its current version, but hear rave reviews of the original attraction from the early days of the park. So how many times has the ride changed? Or what are some of the biggest changes in your opinion? Thanks much. Well, it's really hard to beat the original. There have been three versions of this attraction. Journey into Imagination opened on March 5th, 1983 and closed October 10th, 1998. This version introduced us to Dreamfinder and Figment, along with the song One Little Spark. The Omnimover Took us into the clouds where you rode next to Dreamfinder and Figment in the Dreammobile, also known as the Dream Catcher. They collect dreams and ideas that go into the idea bag that are then emptied into the dream port. The Omnimovers then entered the storage room where the ideas were sorted. Then the ride took you through several rooms representing art, literature, the performing arts, and science. At the end, DreamFinder tells Figment and the audience that imagination is the key to unlocking the hidden wonders of the world. The ride then enters the final show scene. As the rider's pictures are taken, they see Figment, surrounded by several movie screens of him being a scientist, a mountain climber, a pirate, a superhero, a tap dancer, a ship's captain, a cowboy, and an athlete. DreamFinder, who is behind a movie camera, gives the riders one last inspiring message and tells them to use their newly found sparks of imagination in the image works, and the on-ride photo is shown on the screen next to the camera. The original attraction was created by the great Tony Baxter and Steve Kirk. The next version was Journey into Your Imagination. It opened on October 1st, 1999 and closed October 8th, 2001. This featured an updated theme based on the 3D movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Now guests would take a tour of the Imagination Institute and be test subjects for the new invention, the Imagination Scanner. Dr. Nigel Channing hosted this version. The ride began with guests going through the scanner and it saying that the writers have no imagination. Then Channing decides to send us through the numerous labs throughout the Institute including sound, illusion, color, gravity, and connections. For the finale, writers go through the scanner again to find that their minds have been supercharged with ideas. The machine then explodes and you see a light show. The writers exit to an updated version of the Imageworks. Figment only made a few cameos in this version. The current version, opened on June 2, 2002, and is called Journey into Imagination with Figment. Figment returned with a much larger role and the song One Little Spark also returned with new verses. This time the Institute has five labs based on the five human senses sight, sound, smell, touch and taste. Dr. Nigel Channing of the Imagination Institute invites guests to the Institute's open house. Figment tags along much to Channing's dismay and causes mischief along the way. After seeing the chaos Figment has been causing, Channing stops the tour outside the Touch and Taste lab, abandoning the tour. Figment takes the riders to his own open house, which he literally turns upside down with his carefree mind. Channing soon learns that Figment, that imagination should be set free, and the riders go into the finale with numerous Figments in various situations, Will Figment and Channing sing one little spark together, while riders disembark for the image works. Interesting fact, there is a tribute to the initial incarnation of this attraction that can be found on an office door in the initial showroom under the name Dean Finder, alluding to Dreamfinder. Our next question is from Fred Helwig of the UK, and he writes, Hey show team, Question for you on a Disney classic TV show, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. How long did the show run for? I found a few episodes here and there, and love the idea of the movie becoming a show. Is it available anywhere to watch? Cheers. Well, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids television series launched September 1st, 1997, shortly after the last film in its namesake trilogy, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, was released direct to video focus of the television series was on the Zelensky family, as they were in the first film, with Wayne and Diane Zelensky living with and raising their children, Amy and Nick. The Zelensky's third child, Adam, who was introduced in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, was never mentioned in the series. It was not clear if the series took place before he was born, until the surprise episode in which Diane announces she was pregnant, which indicated that the show took place between the first film and the sequel. The show expanded upon the original film's concept of a shrinking experiment gone wrong to include other experiments that went awry. The show lasted only three seasons, with the series finale airing on May 20th, 2000. Sadly, the show has never been officially released on DVD. There are numerous episodes on YouTube, and there are some bootleg copies of the complete series also floating around. Well, our final question this week is from Marcy of Utah, and she writes, Diz Radio, I have a question you may or may not be able to answer. I recall taking the Backlot tour at MGM Studios when I was a kid. There they had a bunch of props that were just sitting there, rusting away from past movies. There was one that was like a big metal block or something. For the life of me, I cannot recall what they said it was from. Thoughts. Well, they had some really cool stuff in the boneyard. This has when the backlot tour it was a lot of fun, and it was a working studio. After looking at pictures and videos, and conferring with members of the D-Team, we think you're remembering the big metal ship from Flight of the Navigator. If you Google the movie, you can see a picture of the ship. Hope this is what you're remembering. If it's not, please email me so I can try again. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E R I N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D Heads.
3: Trooper, envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right
8: down that.
3: The Zelenskys blast back in time to see Wayne's favorite band. Wow, 1963. You're so cool, I love you. But when their secret is revealed, you're fine. How much do you really know? A musical menace is unleashed.
0: Overthrow parents. Stop the music! It's evil.
3: Now, Team Zelensky
1: swings into action. Next week on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV
6: show.
4: See far away comes Kellogg's Name Dakota Game. In specially marked packs of Kellogg's Rice Bubbles and Corn Flakes, there's a Star Wars Return of the Jedi disc. Rub the silver spot, to code the name, like Luke Skywalker or evil Darth Vader, and you could be an instant winner or win a sweepstakes entry.
9: Over 2,000 toys Return of
4: the Jedi prizes to be won. Kellogg's Name Dakota Game in packs of Kellogg's Corn Flakes and Rice Bubbles. May the Force make you an instant winner.
6: Hey there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. The Epcot Flower and Garden Festival is coming up soon, and with that comes the schedule for the Garden Rocks Concert Series. This year will feature new acts, including Blood, Sweat, and Tears, featuring American Idol's Bo Bice, Georgia Satellites, and Darlene Love. And Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, the Little River Band, the Village People, the Guess Who, and more will be back to the America Gardens Theater again this year. To see the full concert schedule and find out when your favorites are playing, check out the Disney Parks blog. Other new additions to the Flower Garden Festival this year are two outdoor kitchens. La Isla Fresca will feature Caribbean cuisine, with menu items like spicy jerk chicken or grouper with mango salsa, and the Cider House will feature tastes of the UK, like a pear cider brined shredded corned beef, braised cabbage and pears, as well as four different flavors of hard ciders. The Flower and Garden Festival will run from March 2nd through May 30th this year. If you've got a little guy who'd rather be a knight in shining armor than a pirate, you're in luck. The Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique has a new knight package where your child can get a little pampered Prince Philip style. The package includes hairstyling with gel, a sword and shield, and confetti, and an optional add-on is a royal knight costume t-shirt with a detachable cape. While the experience doesn't last as long as its princess counterpart, The fairy godmothers don't make it any less magical. It's sure to be a fun addition for a kiddo who'd like to dress up for the day. To make a reservation, call 407-WDW-STYLE. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly.
2: Artu? Where are you? Artu?
3: Artu? Artu! You're on fire!
7: Artu, Ditu, you found a cigarette! Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Because it's very dangerous. Smoking does dreadful things to your lungs, and it is very bad for your heart. Uh, I know I don't have one, but humans do, and I think we should set a good example. Well done, Artu.
3: Oh, hello. You know smoking is bad for your health, and it
7: isn't grown up at all. So please, don't smoke. Artu, do you really think
3: I don't have a heart?
8: Hi, this is Bruce Boxleitner. You may know me as
4: Tron. Right now? You're listening to Disney On Demand.
3: thought it would be, the future has arrived, the future has arrived today, the future's alive, alive as can be, just open your eyes, it's just plain to see, just don't be afraid, just keep going on, a step at a time and you can't go wrong, it's time to create, time to grow, future's alive, my body can go, the future is whatever things about, it's better for you, it's better for me, it's better than what everybody thought it would be. It's time to create, time to grow, if you feel right.
10: Like Hi d Huds, welcome to another installment of this week in Disney History. I am Nathan and I'm ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off of that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, I want to begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio History with show number 62 from February of 2014 featuring the double duo of John Heater of Napoleon Dynamite fame and Thomas Ian Nicholas, the kid in King Arthur's court himself. Walt Before Mickey released just about a month ago, so celebrate with this duo of new Disney stars who stepped into the mantle of Roy and Walt Disney respectively and check out this episode. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we're going to go to 1922 with 20-year-old Walt Disney when he began working in his own cartoon company called laugh Films in Kansas City, Missouri. He's going to produce one real animated versions of six fairy tales, each about lasting in one minute. Walt had felt that in Kansas City theaters, which featured cartoons made by studios on the East Coast, a lot of people might be willing to buy some from a local company instead. In 1938, Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is generally released in United States theaters. In 1945, Disney's seventh animated and live-action feature film, The Three Caballeros, is released in the United States. In 1956, A.A. A. Milne, the English author and creator of Winnie the Pooh, passes away at the age of 74 in Hartfield, Sussex, England, after a long illness. In 1967, Roy O. Disney outlines his late brother's plan to build a theme park and world's first futuristic metropolis, or EPCOT, as we know it, when Disney Productions announces it's going to build the world's first glass-domed city in central Florida. In 1978, Disney animators Ollie Johnson and Frank Thomas, two of Walt's nine original old men, retire together. If you want a very, very highly rated documentary to check out, I suggest you go back and watch 1995's Frank and Ollie, which chronicles the stories and history of Ollie Johnson and Frank Thomas during their time and long tenure at the Walt Disney Studios. Moving on to 1985, going along with our Star Wars theme this week, Disney and Lucas officially reached an agreement for building Star Wars themed based attractions for the Disney theme parks. In 1986, the comedy feature film Down and Out in Beverly Hills is released. This is the fifth movie by Disney's Touchstone Pictures, and it stars Nick Nolte, Bette Midler, and Richard Dreyfuss, and has the distinction of being the first R-rated film ever released by Disney. And also in 1986, Pixar ceases to be a part of Lucasfilm Empire and becomes an independent company, officially. In 1987, it is reported that Delta Airlines is going to spend about $18 million over the next 10 years, for a promotional tie-in with Walt Disney World, replacing its rival Eastern Airlines as the official airline of the Florida Resort. In 1993, we have a Super Bowl fact here. At Super Bowl 27 in Pasadena, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback Troy Aikman officially declares I'm going to Disneyland after his team's 52-17 win over the Buffalo Bills. In 1995, the Disney animated movie Gargoyles, the movie The Heroes Awaken is released to video. In 2013, after more than 30 years of service, Tony Baxter steps down from his role of Senior Vice President, Creative Development at Walt Disney Imagineering. And we're going to end this week in Disney History D Heads with a lot of birthdays this week around the Disney Company. We're going to start out our birthdays with Walt's father himself, Elias Disney, and move on to Disney Imagineer Tony Baxter, Disney Imagineer Marty Sklar, Thurl Ravenscroft of Haunted Mansion and Country Bear fame, as well as Tony the Tiger himself, Suzanne Plachette of The Lion King 2: Simba's Pride fame, as the voice of Zira, as well as many other classic Disney appearances from her, Minnie Driver, the voice of Jane Porter in Disney's Tarzan animated feature, Justin Timberlake of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club and in sync fame, John Fielder, who was the original voice of Piglet, Nathan Lane, who we all know as Timon from The Lion King, William Phipps, who was the voice of Prince Charming originally, and finishing it up with Jonathan Freeman of Disney fame for playing Jafar, Grimsby from The Little Mermaid, and Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast, to name a few. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new maybe you didn't know. Feel free, as always, to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. would love to hear from you. As always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon.
0: Disney Blues.
4: Disney On Demand.
2: Whew. I thought you were dead.
4: Uh, uh. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
2: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Was this baby? We'll never be
0: alive. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother.
1: All right, all of you D-heads, yes, I am back once again. I'd like to extend a very special thank you once again to the D-team of Nathan, Caitlin, Aaron, all stopping in here with their signature segments, adding that magic and fun. And remember to connect up with the D-team. You can connect up with the D-team right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. Send them an email, drop them a line, they don't bite. They might nibble a bit, but they won't bite. So definitely drop them a line and connect up with them on our official website. So thank you, D-Team, for stopping in. So we have a lot more things on the horizon. We also have the Hollywood Walk with Cody stopping in here. We have Paige, Jason, and, of course, Chewbacca himself. Yes, Jonas Suetamo, stopping in here very shortly as well. So I'm not going to delay it much more. I'm going to jump right back into that news hot off the D-Wire. And how about Disney XD with their spin-off Lab Rats show and Mighty Med with Lab Rats Elite Force. Yes, Lab Rats Elite Force is the brand new spin-off series on Disney XD. And the show will be part of Lab Rats and Mighty Med Universe. Yes, the show is going to premiere on Wednesday, March 2nd on Disney XD. Now the show will feature Boo Boo Stewart, who you know from The Descendants, and Ryan Potter from Big Hero 6 as a guest stars. Now, the new series will be merging the two popular Disney XD series to form one incredible team. Now, as the, the official press release has stated about this, Lab Rats Elite Force is set in a bustling metropolis after the Mighty Med Hospital is destroyed by a band of unknown supervillains. Now, after Adam and Leo volunteer to oversee the students at Davenport's Bionic Academy, Kaz, Oliver, and Skyler join forces with Chase and Bree to form a powerful elite force that combines bionic heroes and superheroes. Now, together, they can track down the villains and keep the world safe. Now, Boo Boo Stewart and Ryan Potter are going to guest star as teenage shapeshifters Roman and Riker, respectively. Now, in the premiere episode, The Rise of the Five, Davenport is introducing Bree and Chase to their new headquarters, a high tech, high rise penthouse in Sentium City, with their new team members, Kaz, Oliver, and Skyler. Now, you know, it's one thing thing that disney does they never take shows farther than a hundred episodes but this is a way to keep it going it always happens look at jesse the show got to that pinnacle point but everybody loves the characters what do we do we'll just create it as a new title a new show name and it's bunked same thing with this everybody loves lab rats everybody loves mighty med they're reaching their hundred episode mark what do we do we're gonna merge the two and make an all-new show. But it is a way to keep these characters alive and keep them going. So now you can get ready, set your DVRs. Wednesday, March 2nd, LabRats Elite Force is going to join up Mighty Med and LabRats Rats together for an all-new series. Now, speaking of series, since we are talking about a galaxy far, far away here this week in a completely space-tastic, Jedi-ridden, light-side, dark-side filled show, how about LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens video game? is coming this June. Yes, it has been all over the boards here this week, as Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens is coming. Now, good news for Star Wars fans who can't get enough of The Force Awakens, the popular Lego video game series has added an all-new installment that closely mirrors the hit film. Now, even the newly released trailer for Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens video game, it's going to hit stores on June 28th of this year, and it has some inside jokes for people who obsessively have watched the film's trailer the last year, obnoxiously waiting for the first Star Wars movie to hit theaters since the Clone Wars in 2008. Now, In the trailer, Lego Kylo Ren struggles to deploy his infamous three-pronged lightsaber, his low-flying X-wing fighters knock out a fisherman out of his boat, and Stormtrooper Finn jumps in front of a deserted backdrop with an alarm clock shortly after the trailer comes in. There has been an awakening, have you felt it? It is definitely hilarious, true Lego form, Lego format, everybody loves it. LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens is coming June 28th. Now, moving away from that, let's get to some Disney classics. And how about the very first animated classic and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs hitting Blu-ray. Yes, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is hitting Blu-ray and there's going to be some great things with this. Now I already have it on Blu-ray but it has finally been released on Blu-ray and fans across the world are jumping over joy of this version. Now it's hard to believe that this movie is from 1937 and it's still being released in new ways and with technology that is making it pristine. Now there's a lot of great things that they do have with this including Disney's First Princess, the fairest of them all with seven facts that you may not know about Snow White. There's also In Walt's work. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Now this feature is fantastic, and Walt's interviews from that era, and it's really crazy to see a young Walt Disney uh, interviewing with people, saying, "Hey, I'm going to be, you know, making a full-length cartoon," and everyone just could not wrap their head around it. There's also alternate sequences, bringing Snow White to life, and more. But what I'm saying is, you gotta pick this up, even if you have the Blu-ray. This is one you want to add to your collection once again, because there is so many great new things on with it. Now, moving back to the small screen and Disney Channel and Descendants. Now, how about the all-new pop vinyl figures are available for pre-order? Now, we all love our pop vinyl figures, whether that's Star Wars, Disney, even everyone who's like Walking Dead fans, Marvel, you name it. Everybody loves our pop vinyl figures. They're fun. They're quirky. They're great just to have on your desk at work. But now the Disney Channel original movie, The Descendants, has already spawned a prequel book, an upcoming sequel book called Return to the Isle of the Lost, and a multiple web series and an upcoming sequel. And of course, last week we had Dan Payne, who is the beast from Descendants, here on the show, Now you can get Mal, Evie, Carlos, and Jay in the initial wave that expected to arrive in May and June of 2016, and it is available for pre-order. Now you can also get more of these from the Disney Universe, of course, with Frozen and other ones, but now, if you're a Descendants fan, you can get your Pop Vinyl figures ready to pre-order and have them on your desk by summer. So, all of you d with that said, I am going to end news here this week. We have a lot more things on the horizon. We're getting ready for Chewbacca himself. Yes, Han Solo's co-pilot in Star Wars The Force Awakens with Yuno Suetamo. Stopping in here direct from Finland, chatting with us about a variety of different things, from how he landed the role, working under the mentor of Peter Mayhew, alongside with him on the set, the infamous day when uh, Harrison Ford got hurt on set, and so much more, so get ready for that. But until then, we have more from the D-Team. Yes, we have the Hollywood Walk with Cody. We also have the Magical Music Review with Paige, the latest in Disney Multimedia with Randy, and let's not forget going deep into the vault with our very own Jason. So all of you, D-Ads, lots of that on the horizon, so I'm going to release the reins to the D-Team, release it with a few more goodies for you, some bites and some sound bites, and get you ready for that galaxy far, far away. And next time I am back, I'm going to be sitting here and probably looking like an Ewok, next to the one and only Yuna Suetamo Chewbacca from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Be right back, all VD heads, and take it away, team.
3: A long, long time ago In a galaxy far away Naboo was under an attack
6: And I thought me
3: and Qui-Gon Jinn Could talk the Federation Into maybe cutting them A little slack But their response, it didn't thrill us They locked the doors and tried to kill us We escaped from that gas The net jar jar and boss Nass We took a bongo from the scene And we went to feed to see the queen
0: We all wound up on
3: Tatooine That's where we found this boy Oh my, I this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later, now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Did you know this junkyard slave isn't even old enough to shave He can use the force, they say Ah, Do you see him hitting on the queen? Though he's just nine and she's fourteen Yeah, he's probably gonna marry be a Too. I frankly would have liked to stay We all fought in that epic war And it wasn't long at all before Little hotshot flew his plane And saved the day And in the end some gun died Some ships blew up and some pilots fried A lot of folks were croaking The battle droids were broken, and the Jedi I admire most. Met up with Darth Maul and now he's toast, Well, I'm still here and he's a ghost. I guess I'll train this boy, and I was singing, my and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi
0: Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Camera!
3: Action!
11: Well, hello there, my fellow D-heads. It's that time once again. It is time for the Hollywood Walk, and this week we have a very special guest I'm very excited about it. We have someone who just played a very iconic role in a movie that just came out recently in theaters about a month or so ago. Some of you may already know. So why don't we just dive right in because I'm very excited. Jonas Swatmo He's a 29-year-old man from Finland. Still not ringing any bells, huh? Alright, well how about if I throw this in there. He's just shy of 7 feet tall. He stands at 6 foot 10 inches. Still no guesses? Well, I guess I'll just give it to you then. Ladies and gentlemen, Our guest played the iconic role of Chewbacca in Star Wars The Force Awakens alongside Peter Mayhew. Before receiving the honor to play the role of Chewbacca, our special guest has been kind of trying things behind the camera. He attended Penn State University up until 2008 where he played Power Forward and Center. So those are the positions that he played there. During his time at Penn State he was named named to the Academic All Big Ten Team. Not once, but twice, so he's quite the scholar on top of things. And he he graduated in three and a half years with a Bachelor of Arts degree. He played professionally in Europe for the ESPO team from 2011 to 2015, which during that time, he was selling insurance over the phone to help start up his own video production company. Loved being on stage and wanted to aspire to become an actor first, but was once quoted saying, I loved doing theater in high school, but I just didn't believe my chances to get any acting part were possible because of my size. So I studied more behind the camera." I'm sure when he was quoted saying that he probably had a big smile on his face because this is something that you say, you know, I didn't really think that I was going to get any parts because, you know, size is a factor when it comes to acting and yet now here he is playing one of the most, if not the most, iconic roles ever in cinematic history, in my opinion. You may have another opinion, but it's very hard to go out on the streets and ask someone if they know who Chewbacca is, and they have no clue who you're talking about. As I mentioned, our special guest plays Chewbacca in Star Wars The Force Awakens alongside Peter Mayhew. Now, what that means is they kind of did it switching off, if you will, and there are some parts in uh, The Force Awakens where you'll see Peter Mayhew, and there's some where you'll see our special guest, Jonas. Now... They never say who is who. But from what I gather and from what I've been kind of digging up here on them, is that by the time that these two were introduced on set, they were inseparable. So it's going to be very difficult to tell who's who, I'm sure. Especially if you don't really know kind of how one would react and do things a certain way. I know I'm sure there are people out there that could probably tell you. You know which in which scene is Peter and which scene is Jonas. I'm sure there's someone out there, but I can tell you it's not me. All I know is, is that um, Jonas did a marvelous job as Chewbacca. He remind he brought me back to the original Star Wars when you know being a kid watching Star Wars. Everything's new, everything's bright and lighting up, and it's so different and unique. And now you've got this big you know seven foot tall Wookiee that. He doesn't say anything, but you feel like you know what he what he's trying to do. You know, what he's trying to tell Han Solo or anyone. You know, there's a lot of emotion in, in uh, Chewie. You really have to, you know, kind of dial in on Chewie and his emotions. It's not very hard to do. You can pretty much tell. Uh, not very secretive or anything like that. And I believe our special guest did just a fantastic job of bringing the Chewie that I know and remember from watching the originals, 4, 5, and 6, and bringing that that Chewie into Star Wars The Force Awakens. And let's be honest, how many Star Wars fans out there have not tried to do the Chewbacca growl? I remember doing it as a kid, playing with the Star Wars action figures all the time. You know, just never sounded quite right. You know, it rarely ever does you got to get it you know at the right moment uh to get a good chewy growl out there but uh when you do it's it is pure magic in itself sometimes i throw it at my wife just because just to throw her off to keep her on her toes i think that's gonna do it for me this week again i'd like to thank yonas suatomo for bringing back my one of my favorite childhood characters and bringing them back just the way i remembered him. and i hope to see him in the next one that's it for me d heads have a good one Shisa
3: picha o hante chubaka <laughs>
0: It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of
1: Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, one of those is taking you to a galaxy far, far away. And with us here this week is somebody that is continuing on with a legacy, something that has now gone on to break box office records. We have none other than Eunice Suetamo. Welcome to Disney On Demand.
5: Well, thank you for having me. I'm very grateful.
1: You know, it's our pleasure having you on here. And, you know, some people are probably wondering just who is this person? Who is this guy here? And I guess with that, you know, of course, you're a basketball player, but you have now continued to carry on that legacy of the iconic Chewbacca. I guess, how did it happen where you wanted to get into the role of acting and also landing the role of Chewbacca?
5: Well, I think... I have basketball to thank for that because I I played basketball my whole life. And, uh, uh, when I was a teenager, I also fell in love with acting through high school plays and, and stuff. So, uh, but I carried on playing basketball because that was something that was going to be my future and my professional career, uh, was, was ahead. And, uh, I went to Penn state to study filmmaking and play basketball on a basketball scholarship. And, uh, and uh kind of realized that
2: maybe
5: <clears throat> maybe basketball wasn't going to be my my end all career so i started making little uh, films and uh started a production company and uh worked various jobs when i heard about this opportunity and uh uh pursued it and uh, i ended up having a having a part to play in the in the lovely star wars the force awakens and uh very happy about that
1: Well, with that, too, you know, I mean, standing as tall as you are, of course, and like you said, you know, something going beyond just playing basketball and, of course, playing for Penn State. uh, I guess, uh, how did the audition process go? Was there a, you know, did you know you were trying out for this audition? Or I guess, how did that uh, come about where, you know, you finally found out what you were auditioning for and, you know, those kind of items?
5: Well, it was obviously very secretive. And uh, they found out, the casting people found out about me. Uh, through basketball, uh, and the national team of Finland, uh, Hendrik Detman, uh, the head coach, he knew some guy working in, in London, in FIBA, uh, uh, the World Basketball Association. <laughs> he knew that guy, and uh, they contacted me through through all those loops, and uh, I started sending, I first sent my portrait, then I sent a short video, uh, of me playing a caveman in a in a in a gym uh <laughs> and uh it it was it was very uh it took like five months for 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 me to hear uh, get the call that uh, congratulations you got the part and uh it was it was very exciting the whole i had some sleepless nights when <laughs> when that was going on and uh yeah about that when when i found out about uh, it being Star Wars, I was obviously freaked out because I had no idea. At first, first I thought it's just some uh, big Hollywood movie, some fantasy genre or something. And uh, when I, when I heard when I saw the name production name that they used the secretive production name I kind of went online and looked at looked at all the information over there and figured out it was actually Star Wars and made me very happy.
1: Well, you know, and with that too, you know, I mean Star Wars it is such a an iconic name, iconic film franchise and now being part of that was there any intimidation realizing okay, I'm coming in for Peter Mayhew who was who an icon when it comes to Star Wars fans?
5: Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> that took a lot of time to get my head wrapped around all that, and still, actually, I'm um, some some sometimes I'm just like, was it all just a dream? Uh, is it? <laughs> it was such a uh, it was such an experience, uh, and it all like even living it, you know, like even being on on uh, in the heat of the moment, uh, I could just. Whenever I wanted, I could just uh, roll my eyes and say to myself, "Like this isn't happening, really." I mean, look at look at this look at all this. Um, and uh, meeting Peter Mayhew, working with him uh, to bring uh, to the big screen this legendary character Chewbacca, it was. It was just, just, uh, I didn't know I had this dream, but it was a dream come true when I, when I realized that I was, I was going to be a part of it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and like you said, you know, this legendary character now with that being on the set, um, you know, we've, you know, done our digging and trying to figure out uh, some other things to make sure to ask you. Now, one of the things that we've come across is, is it true that like every scene was filmed twice, uh, once with Peter and once with yourself?
5: Uh, some of the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, um. Uh, for some of them, we did double takes, uh, but but obviously uh, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna say which ones and uh, the, any any details about that. That's for that's for those who are interested to uh, to figure out. And uh, uh, because I'm just happy that Chewbacca is back and he's he, the character is there, and it's uh, hopefully it's the it's exactly the same character that we had in the original trilogies. And uh, so, yeah, there's some there's some secrets about the about the process, and I'm happy they're going to stay secret.
1: (laughs) Well, I think any any true Star Wars fan is going to be able to tell those little nuances and be able to tell the different. Now, I guess with that, too, with donning that entire outfit, was there one scene when you're on set that was your absolute favorite, whether that was, you know, uh, running with his his fantastic gun or, you know, hitting up the Millennium Falcon? Was there one scene that was your absolute favorite?
5: Well, yeah, I would have to say it was uh the first time walking uh, up the millennium falcon ramp and uh coming to the living quarters where where the hollow chess is uh, in 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 the suit uh it was it was just uh a moment that will never never leave me so it was absolutely absolutely um, uh fantastic to to see the reaction that people had you know when they're seeing this character uh that they've you know only only seen seen on on the silver screen you know uh and in, in the 80s uh and uh, so it was to give people that experience to uh make them feel like like uh, kids again like like so many did through many many things happening on set but Chewbacca was i think one of those you know really special moments for everybody when they see chewbacca again uh. So that made me really happy.
1: Well, definitely, you know, and, you know, without giving away too many spoilers, it's definitely not the last that we're going to see of him, you know, considering the end of the movie and all. But with that, you know, uh, Chewie's right-hand man with uh, Han Solo. And, you know, uh, we had come across a couple of different articles that, uh, you know, you had mentioned about uh, that people have mentioned you when he had uh, hurt his ankle that day with the, uh, you know, on set. Uh, What was it like being there realizing, oh, my gosh, Harrison Ford is, kind of in trouble you know right there on set at that moment
5: well it was a it was one horrible situation uh we we were just rehearsing this thing kind of a kind of kind of just going through the motions and figuring out what what to do here and how to how to approach this uh when when all that happened it was it was a, a mistake, huge mistake um and uh, we we thought at the moment that we had to do something and we immediately jumped to lift the hydraulic door which wouldn't wouldn't move because it was tons of uh, tons of uh, pres- pressure you know pushing keeping it there um and uh director jj jj abrams uh i, I heard he broke his back uh trying to lift that thing and we <laughs> it was just just one horrible uh mess <laughs> but uh the calmest of all i think was harrison ford he was he he wouldn't uh wouldn't let that you know get to him so he was he was a true champion you know uh from when we were filming and to that horrible accident you know he wouldn't he's a he's a true hero i think.
1: Well, you know, he's one of those, uh, you know, veteran actors that just knows, uh, you know, hey, things happen on set and he stands stands through it all. But with Harrison, too, um, you know, without giving away too much, you know, he does have a pretty dramatic scene with Adam Driver and whatnot. Um, You know, what what did it feel like being on set that day, you know, knowing what scene was actually going down when, uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to give away too much, but let's just say fans can say goodbye to Han.
5: Yeah, it was a very, very emotional, uh, day, both, both on the story-wise and, but also, also, you know, working there, uh, because, um, it wasn't like other days, uh, when, when people would be chatting between takes and, uh, uh, there would, there would be this, this air of, Hey, we're making star Wars. Yeah. That day was, it was, um, not like that. And, uh, I definitely, um, <coughs> I think people were s- slowly realizing, you know, uh, the ramifications of making that particular scene and, uh, yeah, that, that shows, um, even, even after, you know, after people have seen the movie, you know, it, it makes them, makes makes me, you know, miss of all that and feeling, this feeling of nostalgia takes over, you know, you, you miss all that, that happened uh, before. And uh, but that's the magic of uh, movie making.
1: And definitely. You know, I mean, and it it, it is definitely one of those uh, one of those cinematic scenes within the Star Wars franchise that's going to remain with fans forever. And I guess with that, uh, you know, we know we don't want to keep you too long here, but uh, I guess with, uh, you know, carrying on Chewie and this iconic character, are you one of those where you're going to find yourself going out and making sure you get a couple of uh, Chewbacca action figures from the new movie?
5: Oh, yeah, I secured my uh, Chewbacca action figure. <laughs> we were in the Disney store in Dublin, Ireland, where my dad lives. And uh, yeah, I made sure we we, we were initially uh, going to only buy for our nephews, uh, buy some toys. But once we got in there, we were like, uh, okay, I have to get me a lightsaber. Uh, Chewbacca toy uh, and uh, some of those and a Yoda and <laughs> it was yeah it's I can't I again can't, can't blame people who who hoard this these uh absolutely uh awesome toys and uh, because they are they <laughs> they bring you back in a way <laughs>
1: Well, definitely. You know, it's one of those where, of course, you know, and you're part of this, this movie franchise that is iconic. And uh, one question I did want to ask earlier was, uh, with putting on the entire suit and being a Wookie, um how time consuming is it to actually get the suit on? And how hot is it? Because it looks like it would be stifling hot.
5: Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get back to that. I'll start with the I'll start with the suit. Yeah, it takes about, I would say about an hour hours worth of prep to you know be ready for for a scene if we had to hurry uh it starts with the eyes you first paint the eyes black and uh and then then you um put on this lycra suit and then you jump into the lycra suit that's covered in in fur uh they knotted each hair individually in there Uh, It took a lot a long time because they made many suits and uh then they put on the mask uh where you can see the actor's eyes and uh th- yeah that th- all that takes about takes about an hour and then when you when you're on set you're working you're running back and forth a corridor for example it's uh, it gets pretty it gets pretty toasty um you're you're all soaked in in sweat when you uh, <laughs> when you finally get off the suit after a it could be a ten-hour day. Uh, when you finally get off, you do you want to just want to take a shower? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I can only imagine, you know, of course, you know, I'm only a fraction of that size, I would probably more, be more of an Ewok than a Wookiee, but I, I, could, I could just imagine how hot that is. Now, I guess with that and being on the set and items like that, I guess with this now, of course, you know, the new movie being such a huge, big blockbuster, um, did it catch you off guard? How many people are now going to be reaching out to you as this, uh, the next generation of Wookie, I mean, uh, d- does it ever catch you off guard? Did you think that the reaction was going to be so huge that people would be tracking you down to to want to speak to you?
5: Um, I, I was I was uh, prepared, and on when we were when we were filming this, you know, people some some people came to me and said, you know, this this is going to change your life, and I didn't really didn't really uh, pay much attention to that, and uh, now I can see, you know, what, just how. Uh, important it is for people to uh, to follow closely uh how how these uh, uh incredible movies are made and and the people behind it and it's there there are so many people behind this this uh, this movie that go unnoticed you know for the general population and and uh, yeah I'm, I'm kind of kind of happy that some people you know, take the time and approach and write messages. And, uh, it's, it's a great, great thing. And, uh, uh, if it weren't for, weren't for the fans, you know, this, uh, none of this would be possible. So I'm very, very happy about that. And, uh, I can't wait for future, uh, Uh, meet and greets with the fans
1: oh definitely and you know and those are definitely going to be coming because the fans they love their meet and greets their conventions and you know with that you know we don't want to keep you too long of course here but uh i know you can't give away too much but do you think we're going to see chewy in the next upcoming episodes because i have a feeling that he's going to become ray's sidekick
5: <laughs> well well uh they have said that uh Kathleen Kennedy said that all the cast would be returning. So I think we'll we'll see uh we'll see some familiar characters in the in the next film. And uh uh what, what, where Chewie will be, I don't know where <laughs> in what uh, will he be uh flying the falcon, will he be I don't know. <laughs> I can't can't say anything about that because I don't know. So but I'm very happy to that the uh, character has been uh, told th- to come back you know
1: definitely you know I I I think uh, like you said I know you can't say too much and you you might just still be in the dark as well but I will say, I feel that we're going to see a lot more of Chewie, especially where they have the new Millennium Falcon toy set out with Chewie and Finn. So I, I don't think it's the last we've seen of, of, of Chewie. So, you know, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, you know, taking over this legacy, this icon for Peter, you know, carrying it on for an entire new generation. Um, you know, you're going to be the, uh, you're going to be the Chewy that my children are growing up with. So, you know, it's a great honor speaking with you, and I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully touching base when uh, the next episode comes out. And, you know, thanks again for stopping in.
5: Well, thank you very much for having me. It's, it's a pleasure, and uh, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to not let anybody down in the future. <laughs>
12: Maybe you know me as Captain Star Maybe you know me as the writer-director of Jason Lives Friday the 13th Part 6 Or maybe you know me as the lead singer of the rock and roll band The Sloths But if you want to know even more, stay tuned for something special on Disney On Demand
7: oh, My siestas are getting shorter and shorter <laughs>
10: Required
7: voice
10: identification.
7: EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault where the force is strong down here. This week we literally have a newbie to the stage. Eunice Suetamo is upstairs right now. At 610, there is no way he's gonna make it down here. Stand him next to me, I definitely look like an Ewok. Well, make that wicked at least. This gentle Finnish giant is extremely important to the universe, especially when it's in peril. See, he has the extreme honor to be playing with galactic royalty as the body double for Peter Mayhew, the Rebel Alliance's own Chewbacca. Since Eunice's first body of work was last year's eagerly anticipated Episode 7, The Force Awakens, I personally don't have a Blu-ray to talk about. The Blu-ray release for The Force Awakens will not be out until spring of this year. The wait isn't nearly as long as most of us waited to finally see what happened to Luke after the Battle of Endor, nub-nubs included. So, in honor of our latest D-head and the legacy he will carry forward, I'm going to do something completely different. Let's discuss Chewbacca and how important he is to the Star Wars universe. We were first introduced to the co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon in Episode Four, A New Hope, or what many of us grew up knowing as the true Star Wars. Chewbacca is a creature from the race known as Wookiee, not Snookie or Cookie, although he does look a lot like a brown cookie monster, but not. They are great warriors from the outer rim planet known as Kashyyyk. The forest home of the Wookiees looks more like what Discovery Island looks like now, Hmm. Maybe there's more hope for that great piece of land vacated by Disney World. Hmm. Anyway, most of us may have been first introduced to Chewie. That's what his closest friends are allowed to call him. I like to consider me one of the lucky ones. During Episode 4,
13: however,
7: he was an integral part to Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. He and his entire clan were veterans of the infamous Clone Wars. Later, you will see him appear in the Clone Wars cartoon. Not the original 15-minute vignettes from Cartoon Network, but the true canon Clone Wars with Ahsoka and the youngish Anakin Skywalker. It was during that time the Wookiees were wrangled into slavery by the Galactic Empire. Chewie was one of the lucky Wookiees to survive. Not too long after, he met his best friend and confidant, the charismatic smuggler and nerf herder, Han Solo. Flash forward a few years and warp to light speed in order to land on the desert planet of Tatooine. It is now the Great Galactic Civil War, better known as the starting events of Episode 4, as read by the Scroll. In Mose Isley, a place you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy, we find our intergalactic bro-mates in the Cantina. There we will find not only does Han Solo shoot first, and I stand by this, but also Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke, and the droids. They need transport from Tatooine to Alderaan, Obi-Wan commissions the two pilots, thus forming our alliance, and the world will never be the same. Well, mind changed. I found a ragtag crew that I could strive to become. Okay, I could never wheel a lightsaber or blaster, but I can dream. Arriving at the coordinates to where Alderon is supposed to be, we only find planetary debris. Alderon has been destroyed by that moon. Wait, that's no moon. It's a space station. Yes, the Death Star. The group is brought upon the Death Star where they meet Princess Leia Organa, better known as Luke's sister, rescue her, place themselves into a trash compactor, and dismantle the tractor beam. All complete in a few hours time. Well, about 20 minutes in film length, but you know what I mean. Leia leads them to Yavin 4, the new base for the Rebel Alliance. Not wanting to leave too soon, Han and Chewie help Luke destroy the Death Star in a last minute save. This changes our smugglers to lovable heroes. Heck, they were lovable to begin with, regardless which side they stood. A few years later, about three to be exact, Chewie and Han are still assisting the Alliance. Some may say they found a home amongst the good guys. Okay, it's more for the love of the princess and the fact that the Falcon needs some repairs. We enter the Empire Strikes Back. Here, our Wookiee warrior takes part of the battle on Hoth, escapes death by Minok and Space Worm, and the betrayal of everyone's favorite Colt 45 drinker, Lando Carizian. It is on Bespin, the Cloud City, Chewie witnesses his best friend being frozen in carbonite. On the promise of his best friend, Chewie protects Leia and vows, or growls, to save him from the clutches of Boba Fett and the nefarious Jabba the Hutt. So with a shattered C-3PO on his back, it is time to trust Lando and head back to Tatooine to save Han. Another three years go by, boy that's a long time to be a frozen wall decoration and to concoct a plan. Luke, now a Jedi, well, almost, he still needs to do the father confrontation thing. It'd be better with therapy. Along with Leia, soon to be clad in golden bikini, the droids, Lando, and of course Chewie, frees Han from the slimy hands of Jabba, only to be threatened to be tossed into the Sarlacc pit, a place where you will slowly be digested for over a thousand years. With the help of the Force, friendship, and Han's temporary blindness, Jabba and his evil followers are destroyed. What a terrible waste of a sail barge along with the possible death of Boba Fett. I still have my speculations on whether he's dead or not, but I think he deserves a more fitting death. There is no rest for the wicked. After Han's rescue, Chewie and the gang must head to the forest moon of Endor, where the Imperial Empire has placed a shield generator made to protect the newly created Death Star 2, the sequel. With the help of the Ewoks, Chewie and the gang destroy the shield generator, of course, outwitting the Empire's trap, remember, it's always a trap, which opens a window to Lando and the rebels to obliterate the new space station. Now with a fallen empire, also known as the redemption of Darth Vader and the tossing of the Emperor, it is time for a new republic. A team Chewie definitely can stand behind. Flash forward 32 years where we finally see what happens to all of our friends after the celebration on Endor. Luke plays the most evasive game of hide-and-seek ever, and Han and Chewie return to the smuggling ring. We can only speculate at this time what's happened in the past 32 years, but what we do know is that Han and Leia were married, had a child, Ben, also known as Kylo Ren, or Emo Solo, and the pair had also lost the Falcon a number of times to various thieves. Thanks to Rey, a scavenger from the planet of Jakku, and Finn, a First Order stormtrooper who believes he's meant for better things, find the old bucket of bolts. Chewie and Han are enticed back into the fight, and somewhat back into the arms of Leia. Their first new mission for the Rebels, return a BB-8 droid to the Rebel Alliance. This droid has the last part to a map that will lead them to Luke. Accomplishing that, Chewie is then cast into another battle. This to destroy the First Order's superplanetary weapon, known as Starkiller. Seriously, it's a planet. A real-life planet that sucks the energy from a star, only to destroy not a planet, but many planets. After successfully destroying the base, Chewie becomes the protector of the mysterious Rey. Yes, she goes by one name, like Madonna, or Cher, of the Rebel Alliance. Rey seems to have a familiar gift, the Force. Knowing that, Chewie, R2-D2, who was self-decommissioned only until he knew more of the whereabouts of his former master, and Rey set off to octu the planet that resembles the land of the clan Dunbrock. It is there where we see what 32 years of waiting gives us, a rugged beard, a new metallic hand, and silence. As you can see, Chewbacca is an integral player to the Star Wars saga, at least in the Skywalker legacy. He's known Anakin, well, sort of, He's fought beside the greatest Jedi of the Skywalker clan. Yes, I mean Luke. Although I have my speculations with Leia, I bet she could be one awesome lightsaber wielder. And who knows what generation may come from the next trilogy. George Lucas has always said that the Star Wars stories, yes, all nine, have always been about family. The Skywalker family. Take that as you will. Now that the greatest stories of the galaxy are now part of the happiest place on Earth The world is now aligned. It's as if they had read my eight-year-old mind. Chewie can be found in all sorts of places, from cartoons to films and even that one TV special that few of us were privileged enough to have seen run on television. And yes, it can be searched for on YouTube, but not available on DVD or Blu-ray for that matter. This Wookiee isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Chewbacca is, to me, a part of the original bromance There is no Han Solo without his furry companion. I am so happy to have Eunice not only of our Star Wars family, but our D-Head family as well. I normally would tell you to rush out and view any certain film. Chewie has many places for you to catch him in. Find the best one that fits your needs and run with it. Having this Wookiee a part of your life only makes life better. Don't take my word for it. Just ask Han. So I will file this under... (laughs) and that's wookiee for the greatest movies in the world and we will see you again next week with a new blue for you to view this year here with me in the vault so until then gang remember the magic of disney movies is always less than 12 parsecs away and always deep inside of you the grand prize dealings with pressed envelope to davis and kurt right
2: down that he said that's been gone Halt, strangers. Take us to Lando Calrissian. Follow me.
0: From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back Collection. Action figures each sold separately.
2: I'm Lando. Who's there? Han Solo on a mission with Rebel Soldier. What's your mission? We're fighting the Empire. And we need your help.
0: Han Solo, Rebel Soldier, Lando Calrissian, and Vespin Guard each sold separately. From Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back Collection. New from Kenner.
9: Hey there D-Heads, Paige here with an all-new magical music review. Yuna Suyitamo of Star Wars fame stopped by a little earlier, so I thought this would be the perfect opportunity to pull out the soundtrack from the latest film, Star Wars Episode VII, The Force Awakens. Once again, the great film composer John Williams is at the helm of the exciting score. Bringing the new film to life, it complements the events on the scene to a T. I don't think the soundtrack needs much more introduction. I have art selections all queued up and ready to go, so let's get to it. Strap in and prepare to jump to light speed as we take a look at the score for the latest in the Star Wars saga, The Force Awakens. To start out, I've got the theme for one of the characters who's become a fan favorite, Rey. Rey's theme is very light, starting with woodwinds it starts with a playful little tune that is expanded upon as the piece continues. Low brass, violins, and a type of mallet instrument join the woodwinds, bringing even more depth to the number. The piece brings to mind thought of adventure and journeying out into the unknown, something that follows Rey throughout the picture. new characters, The Force Awakens also brought with it the chance for original favorites to return to the big screen, including everyone's favorite couple, Han and Leia. This piece begins with the moment Han and Leia first see each other after the battle at Maz's. Almost immediately, we hear the sound of their theme from the original trilogy. Also a very light piece to start, the piece continues to build until we have a full orchestra all together, bringing with it the sense of urgency surrounding the task at hand to prepare for the attack on the Starkiller and to find Rey after she's taken. The piece brings with it a sense of familiarity from the original films. Our final piece for this week is the final piece of the film. The Jedi Steps and Finale begins with Rey's climb to the top of the mountainside, finding, of course, at the end of her journey, a lone figure. A lone figure who turns out to be the missing Jedi Master, Luke Skywalker. Like our two previous selections, this piece begins on the lighter side, building in its intensity as Rey nears the end of her climb and finds Luke. The piece itself also leads into the familiar end credit music, before segueing into musical moments from this film, just as all the films have done before it. And, as always, we've come to the point where I must dash. Thanks for sticking around for another Magical Music review. Feel free to connect with me and the team on the DWire discussion page on Facebook or with me at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. Have a great rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya!
12: For me now, my son is four, so we're definitely approaching the time where you have to
4: have the talk. There's a lot of questions, I think, that once she starts talking, uh, she'll probably throw at me. He
12: doesn't know much beyond what he's learned from me in terms of who the characters are.
4: They may not be understanding what they're, they're being shown, but it's getting in there. It's never too early to introduce your child to Star Wars. I think probably the earliest you can get the kids involved in Star Wars, the better.
12: I explained to my son that the Force is a mysterious power that flows through all of us, that binds us all together. Uh, There is a light side and a dark side to the force. Sometimes
13: the dark side looks kind of attractive. You have to discuss those issues around that. Annihilating planets, definitely not a good thing, but you know, the force can cause you to do all kinds of crazy
12: things. There's a few very important things that I think he needs to realize growing up. One, it's that Han Solo shot first. I don't really want my son growing up in a world where we
4: believe Greedo shot first. A lot of kids in the playground like Jar Jar Binks. Um, We're gonna keep her Jar Jar Binks free for as long as possible. Binks
12: hates puppies.
4: Binks killed grandma.
12: Whatever it takes to get this idea that Binks is cool, out of my son's mind, I'm willing to do it. If it means dressing up as Binks and scaring him in the night,
4: I will do that. We do not watch the special editions of the uh, original trilogy in this house.
12: We all know that when Anakin was electrocuted by the Emperor, He was an old guy, not that guy from Shattered Glass. I know kids like to think that, you know, Anakin is this, you know, big hero, but we all know what happens to Anakin.
4: There's no question that you should start with a new hope. You have to start with the original three films and work your way back towards the newer ones, which is how it was intended to be. I want her to have the same feeling that I did uh, when she's watching Empire and it's revealed by Vader that he is Luke Skywalker's father. The main
12: thing is not to tell anybody who Luke Skywalker's father is. And the fact that Princess Leia is actually his sister. Because it gets pretty weird there when he has feelings for her. Many other Star Wars aficionados have taken issue with my decision to tell my son that Darth Vader is in fact Luke's father. But until you've walked a mile in my shoes, unless you were there that day when he asked the question and he had the little book with the pictures and he wanted to know, I didn't know what else to tell him. So I told him Darth Vader's Luke's father. Does that make me a bad father? Probably.
2: He's not his father.
12: It wasn't like this when I was a kid. The movies were unveiling themselves to me in periods of like three or more years, one after the other. It wasn't this wealth of information just like smacking me in the face. My parents didn't have to deal with this. All you can do is hope, really, with, with anything else. You just hope that they, uh, they remember everything that they were taught and, and they use it. I didn't start early enough with this one. I wish I had.
6: Hi, I'm Christine Lakin from The Walking Dead video game and Family
13: Guy and Step by Step, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey, D-heads, I'm looking for all my gamers out there. If you're liking the games where it's Candy Crush, puzzles, and maybe some little Disney flavor, well, I have a fun game that you can download for free in the Apple App Store, and it's called Dream Treats. Yes, Dis- Disney made a fun Candy Crush bejeweled type of game where you they enhance with wonderful Disney magic, of course, with your fun-loving Disney characters your own customization where you can put your face in the game. Yes, you can, You heard me right. You put your face in the game where you're playing challenging games, puzzles related, by figuring out how to get some power-ups. There's gems. And, of course, Disney food. Yes, you heard me right. Disney food. We're talking about Disney cookies, treats, in the form of bakery goods, of course. We have the churros. And maybe you'll see a... A turkey leg here and there yes all this wonderful goodness is making me hungry while playing this game I got a chance to review it and play it for myself and it's pretty addicting if you like that type of challenging puzzle games and you see maybe a Disney character here and there and let me tell you the animation is pretty spot-on it's really reliable and you can go through different levels through the Disney parks around the world. Yes, you can go to the Disney Magic Kingdom down in Florida. You can also fly over to Tokyo Disneyland where we can see Alice with playing some fun games. And, and there's some hints if you need some help. There's a little how-to video on how to get the little gems and coatings and again uh, those power-ups is very important. Yes, power-ups are really cool. Uh, I haven't posted my picture quite yet playing the game, but it's pretty funny. If you get a chance, you can follow me on Twitter at Randy Dorney, and I can maybe tag that in the Diz Radio Facebook page, where you can see that as well. So check it out. Uh, It's called Disney. Well, it's made by Disney, of course, but the game's called Dream Treats. Yes, search it in the Apple App Store. It is for free. Be sure to add it on your um, iPad, iPhone, and iPod devices. Check it out, Dream Cheats. Well this is Randy signing out for Disney's Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time.
1: All right, LVD heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. We took you to a galaxy far, far away, lots of fun, and even to Finland. Yes, it may not be a galaxy far, far away, but it's far away from us here in the States. And I want to send a very special thank you once again to Yunus Suatamo for stopping in here this week. Thanks for stopping in, chatting with us, talking about carrying on that role of Chewbacca, who is an icon within the Star Wars universe. Thank you for stopping in, chatting with us, and just making it magical with the newest installment of Star Wars, And come on, it's Chewbacca. I look forward to seeing you in upcoming episodes of Star Wars as well. Like I mentioned, I think he's gonna become Rey's new co-pilot. And you know, come on, you have the best mentor to carry on the legacy in Peter Mayhew. Thank you, Eunice, once again for stopping in here at the show. I'd also like to thank the D team. Yes, Aaron, Caitlin, Nathan, Randy, Jason, Cody, and Paige, all for stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Without them, you'd have to listen to me ramble week in and week out. They are the ones that truly make the show magical, bring you information, fun, and tidbits. So thank you to the D-Team for stopping in, and remember to connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. And finally, yes, you know it's coming. I want to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we continue to bring this show to you for the last six years, all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. So thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason we continue to bring this show to you every single week, and you are the ones that send us the magic, the love, the pixie dust to keep the show going. So thank you, the D-Heads, for truly allowing us to make it magical for you every single week. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, lots of fun on the horizon next week. Yes, we went to a galaxy far, far away. And before I clue you in as to next week where we're going, because it's another mythical land, well, I'm going to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show first. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, our podcast archives, and more, right there on our official website at dizradio.com, diz Radio. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney on demand. You can friend us on Facebook as well. You can also find us on Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney on demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun little magical show here at Disney On Demand. And remember, you can always subscribe and get the latest shows on your mobile device, your Android, your tablet, and more just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. You can go there, subscribe, and get the latest shows as they get released to enjoy, pass the time away, listen while you're working out, while you're driving home from work, in the office, at home, with your children. You can subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And remember, you can find all of these links on our official website at dizradio.com. D-I-Z radio.com. So, all of you d with that said, I did mention, so this week, we went to a galaxy far, far away. Next week, we're going to go to a mythical land, a storybrook land, a land that takes you into the world of many of the fairies, the princesses, the princes, and, of course, to some favorite pawnbroker shops. I'm going to leave it at that, but let's just say when you are part of this fantasy you always have a place you want to go get a bite to eat. Hopefully that clues you in as to who our guest is going to be next week. So, all VD heads, with that said, I am out the door. We have a busy weekend with the Pinewood Derby for the Scouts, it's my birthday, and so much more. So with that, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a party song here. Yes, it may be the Empire, it may be Darth Vader, it may be Dark and Evil, but not when you add a little bit of party and dubstep to it. Until next week, all VD heads. as I always say, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. Until next week, I'll catch you online. Have a fantastic weekend, and may the Force be with you.